0: The Indie-Author revolution has been around for more than a decade, but we Indies continue to push the boundaries of what we're capable of. From getting over initial prejudices, to staring down perfectionism and author-imposter syndrome, we've become a force to reckon with. Now, after years of hustle and grind, we Indies are rebelling again. Gone are the days of publishing a book a month until we drop, and in its place we're sowing the seeds of a better way. A way with more ease, abundance, and flow. Get ready to learn about indie authorship from a whole new perspective. We're about to cover everything from releasing your poverty mentality to manifesting your millionaire author destiny. I'm Carissa Andrews, and this is the Author Revolution Podcast. Well, hi again. Welcome back to the Author Revolution Podcast. Oh my gosh, guys. Okay, so today is March 1st for you guys. For me, it's actually February 28th as I record. And I have to say, I am still, still, still riding high from the opening of the Millionaire Author Manifestation course and the launch of it last week and the Abundant Author Activation. Everything has just been so fantastic. And it like exceeded all of my wildest dreams. It's been just so amazing. So for those of you who were able to participate in the Abundant Author Activation, those of you who are now students of the Millionaire Author Manifestation, I welcome you. I am so grateful for you. Holy cow, you have made my absolute year, and it's just February, right? Well, March for you guys, but you know what I'm saying. So, oh my gosh, I am still just so thrilled. We've started the first week of Millionaire Author Manifestation, the live launch, and we're in the process of it right now, and it's just been so much fun and so engaging. I just absolutely adore it. So it's been neat. And You know, when I'm talking about manifestation and law of attraction and doing the things that really light me up, there's this sense of calm and the sense of connection that really joins me to the people that we're talking to, right? And so having those calls, like the Abundant Author Activation, which by the way, was insanely successful. Like we booked out on Zoom within the first minute. There were like 100 participants, boom, were there. It was craziness. So amazing. And so obviously we have to make some different adjustments for next time around, but it was a learning curve and so so incredible. But anyway, when I'm when I'm talking about manifestation and law of attraction, there's just something about it that lights me up. And this week on the podcast is really no different. Like I got to talk with one of the most amazing people in our industry about manifestation, about law of attraction, and about her incredible book, Right to Riches. Yes, that's right. Renee Rose is on the podcast this week. And I got to have a wonderful conversation with her. I was so excited. Okay, so let's tell you a little bit about like how she first came into my sphere. It was kind of funny, because for me, I was like digging around the interwebs trying to figure out like, where's our tribe? Where where are the people who are authors who like law of attraction, manifestation, abundance? And I was still, I think, in the process of kind of playing with this idea of the Millionaire Author Manifestation course, but I didn't know what I wanted to do with it. I didn't know how I would play around with it. And so I stumbled into this Facebook group called the Abundant Author Central. I was like, perfect. This is awesome. There's some engagement in there. There's some amazing women and men who are talking about manifestation in there. It was super great. And lo and behold, I come to find out that Renee Rose is one of the people who are moderating and like created this Facebook group. It's just amazing. And so it was like my first introduction to Renee, like from the manifestation side of things. And obviously, I kind of went on to create the Millionaire Author Challenge as she was creating the Right to Riches book, which was super cool because it was kind of coinciding all at the same time. So there was this really cool energy in the air where you could just tell people are excited about Law of Attraction, about manifestation. And so when Renee's book came out, Right to Riches, of course, I had to get it right away because duh, it's amazing. (laughs) And so as I was looking at it and doing all these fun things with the book, like going through the book and the, the lessons, I got to interview, you know, people who are in her book because they're amazing as well. And so it's just been kind of this interesting dance of entanglement between me and Renee. And then, of course, when Alessandra from IngersCon reached out and said, hey, we want to do a a talk on abundance for authors. Would you want to do a talk with Renee Rose? It was like, duh, no brainer. Absolutely. (laughs) So Renee and I are going to be doing this amazing talk for IngersCon in June. But of course, I had to bring her on to the show because she's just, when we got together and started talking about what our presentation is going to look like, what we're going to do for it. I just knew like, we needed to have more of Renee because she is so sweet, so down to earth, but yet she has this this beautiful grasp on energy work, on the way that manifestation can work for us in the authors that we really need to hear. And so I know that you're going to love this podcast episode as much as I did recording it. So without further ado, let's get into it so I can share this amazing interview with you thank you so much, Renee, for coming on to the Author Revolution podcast. I am thrilled to have you here. We've talked about you a lot on the podcast, but this is the first time I've gotten to actually bring you on. So it's pretty awesome. I've also talked a little bit in the introduction about how you kind of came into my sphere, but for my audience, could you let them know a little bit more about who you are and what your author journey has been like?
1: Sure. I started writing, I first published in 2012. And so it's been 10 years and, um, I was really focused on, like, from the, that was right at the beginning, right? Like, Fifty Shades of Grey had just come out, and so I saw what was possible, right? Like, I saw that, like, you know, a new author could make a ton of money, and so right from the beginning, I was like, oh, you know, my like, my third book, I'm like, this is going to be my Fifty Shades of Grey, and my friend's like, I don't think so. Nice.
0: <laughs> Everyone <laughs> else is like, this is going to be my twilight, <laughs> right? Yeah.
1: I, and um, so, of course, she was right, it wasn't, but um, but I had that as, you know, I, I had that intention, right? Of, yeah, yeah. Of making you know, bringing in the abundance through my books. And so I held that intention. And I guess three years ago now, uh, I think 2020 was my first seven-figure year.
0: Congratulations. Um, That is so amazing.
1: Yeah. So so now I'm pretty passionate about, you know, abundance mindset's always been my gig. Like forever, I'm really into energy work. And so now I'm passionate about coaching others into finding it as well.
0: I love that. And that that leads me right into the next question I was going to say. I adore the fact that you are also an energy worker, someone who loves to talk about manifestation, law of attraction, because it's something I've always loved as well. So where did it start for you? Like how how did that process unfold in your life?
1: Yeah. Well, I'm very kinesthetic. So I'm a dancer, like feel things in my body. And so I always felt energy, but until I had like the language to understand what I was feeling, it sort of it made life kind of chaotic for me. Right. Like I didn't understand, you know, I was feeling other people's feelings, not understanding they weren't mine, like all of that stuff. Yeah. And so once I got like language and understanding for that, like life got just so much easier. And so I still like everything I go at, I usually am feeling into the energy of something rather than the logic of it.
0: That makes a lot of sense. I'm a Reiki master as well. And for me, it was like that was the opening point. It was like 2001, I think, is when I first started my process of getting into Reiki. And it was just like this. Whole new world where all of a sudden it's like now this makes so much more sense as to what this this vibe is like. What's happening here? And it was just such an interesting thing to like you said, finally have labels to be able to describe what's going on. It's super yes, cool. Yes. Yes. So how did that transition then into your your writing life and your book life? Like, what did that look like?
1: Well, I mean, I was manifesting for you know for a long time. Like, I I had a neighbor like when I was in my early twenties, like maybe twenty three. I had this next door neighbor who was like on the other end, like, she was, you know, just retiring. And she was into this. I don't know if you've heard like the Seth books. Do you remember those? Like their channels? I have two of them.
0: Yep. Absolutely.
1: So she like, she was the one who was like, Oh yeah, well, I just put it out there that you know, that I'll um, move to, I forget. She wanted to move to the mountains. And then like, you know, and then I just watched everything she would say, like within like two months, like everything came together. She's like, Mm -hmm. I put it out there that someone will take over my lease. And she's like, I put it out there that someone would take my cat and like all of the, stuff just like fell into place for her. And so I was like, okay, I'll put it out there. I want to buy a house, you know? And of course I'm like 23, I'm making, I'm making like $9 an hour. Right. Right. And so then I go to call, qual- like I go, you know, to try to qualify, like I go to get pre-qualified just to see. And they're like, um, they're like, please explain why you've had five jobs in the last two years. I was like, well, cause I just graduated college. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, what do you expect of me? But they were, you know, they were like, no, sorry, we're not going to take you. But I had put it out there. And so, of course, the universe conspires on your behalf. And, like, very shortly after that, my dad, and who I would not said a word to about this desire of mine, was like, you know, I'm looking for a tax break, and I'd like to help you buy a house.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes. So oh, he, cool.
1: yeah, partnered with me to buy a house. You know, so then, so then I was hooked on it, because I was like, oh, it does work, you know? Yeah. And so then I was like, let's start a dance company. And, like, that came together, and, you know, like all these things that would... I could manifest, but I was still, you know, I had a lot of like fears and anxieties there. So I can see how like, you know, it was like that you believe in it, but then you block it. Right. So there was, so I had, yeah. I had a lot of success at manifesting and I also had a lot of heartbreaks, I think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think most of us do. Right. right. And, and obviously money blocks are a big thing in our industry. There's so many, like from Denise Duffel Thomas to obviously you and your amazing uh, right to riches book. You, you talk about uh, money blocks and how we kind of put up that wall of resistance to the things that we want, especially when they mean a lot to us. What do, would you actually do to help authors shift when they're in that mentality of resistance and, and there's a, a money block or any kind of block that kind of keeps them from getting the thing that they're desiring? What, what kind of advice do you typically tell them?
1: Right. Well, so in my book, I have the seven steps to manifesting and step six is let it be. And I think this is the hardest for all of us. Yes. right because you we think that we have to do more right and in fact it's more. it's like doing less it's more it's more like what you are like the energy that you are and so but it's I mean it's 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 a process for me too because I also feel like oh no it's hard work like that's what I was taught growing up like you got you work Same. harder you, right are you worried work harder awesome <laughs> <Like, call laughs> right. you know like figure out like figure no, it down. out control, yeah. yeah control it more like Yep. Um, And so, but the thing is like with quantum entanglement, sometimes they need some space because you're blocking with all that effort and control, you're blocking it from coming in because you're trying to like work on the how or the, instead of like, if you give it space, then the things have room to come into you.
0: Right. And you open up all the possibilities that beforehand you weren't allowing in because your mindset is just so narrow and so focused on a specific thing or whatever it is that you, you want that you can't pull it in because it it might not, you know, if you're focusing on the the guy and he has to be a certain way and he might look exactly opposite to everything you think you're attracted to, you can't bring him in, you know, the perfect guy or whatever.
1: Exactly. Exactly that. Like, and so it's funny that you brought that up because I just in January, so just this like for two weeks um, (laughs) have started dating again after my divorce. So it's like, you know, been 27 years or whatever since I've dated. Right. And I was, I had like all this, like just mental gymnastics going on, right? Like just crazy, trying to figure it out, trying to do it right. Like all of those things, trying, trying, trying. And then someone recommended the book, Calling in the One. Have you heard Ooh, of it? I have, but I haven't read it. So it's the same author who did Conscious Uncoupling, which I think okay. is interesting. And even, I'm just only in like the, the very beginning, but it already like settled me down so much because she talked about, she said, don't hoard your love, for the one, like, don't wait and hoard your life. Like you'd be in a state of love right now. Smart. And then as soon as I settled into that, it all got like all the gymnastics went away because when, when we're in that state of love, like that's what, when magic can happen, right? That's when the things can flow and the.
0: For sure. Yeah. Because that now that you're embodying oneness. the things you want. Yes, yes. yes. I love that. So cool. And it's, it's so true when it, whether it's the one that you're trying to call in or the, the books that you're trying to create or put out into the world or any of those things, when you can embody the thing already being yours, it's now so much easier to just like, relax and let it be.
1: Relax and let it be. Exactly. Love that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For me, that was not an easy thing. I was, I'm a Virgo, a double Virgo at that. So it's like, I need to know the things. And so for a very long time, I was very much like, no, there's gotta be an XYZ plan. What's the plan? (laughs) The plan yeah, just well,
1: I'm always like trying to get it right. Like I'm afraid I'll do it wrong, and trying yeah. to get it right, and that stops me so much from just receiving.
0: Yes, right? exactly. Oh my gosh, I love that. <laughs> and one of the things that you talked about in, in your book to be able to help with some of this is the the idea of future casting, which reminds me. And I, I know you mentioned it in your book too that it's so much like uh, the law of assumption. Do you want to describe a little bit about what future casting is and like how that those experiences have been for you?
1: Yeah. So it's super fun. You just pretend that it's already happened. So, and I like to play this game. Like if I have someone else with me, I'll be like, like I'll be in Barnes and Noble, right. And I'll see the stands of books of the like, you know, viral on TikTok. And so I'll say to my daughter, I was like, Hey, do you remember when my book was on there? And then she like, won't get that I'm future casting. She'd be like, no. I was like, elbow, elbow. Hey, remember when my book was on there? She's like, Oh yeah, mom. That was so cool. Like, I love it. Remember we came here and took a picture with me with that? She's like, oh yeah, totally. So like, just, just like I make a game of it, like just to play with like, hey, do you remember when? And then like, just start like, because it just immediately lightens it up, right? Because A, it's a game. So it just makes it fun. Yeah. But then you're playing with possibility. Like, oh yeah. Remember when I was the featured book at Barnes and Noble? Remember when I hit the New York times? Like, and then it just makes it like, it's not so concrete. Like I have to hit the New York times. Like that's, yeah, that's yeah. heavy,
0: right? It, it, it really is. And it feels so like stiff and contrived. And yeah, like you said, just lightens it up. It's kind of like Abraham Hicks and the way that they talk about, like, you know, wouldn't it be nice if, it, yes. if, rather than like saying, this is something I want, it has to be this. Wouldn't it be nice if I had this thing that came to me really easily or, you know, whatever. I love yeah. that. I
1: get yeah. manifestation, babe. Um, she had a pot or like a email. She sent out recently where she said, you just say, just for the hell of it, I'm going to manifest.
0: Nice. Yeah, How to kind that? of just lighten
1: it up. Like, just for the hell of it, I'm going to manifest the New York Times best. Oh, why
0: not? I can I do know. that. Just
1: for, just for the hell of it.
0: <laughs> I like that so much. Isn't that great? I wish I would have done that before when I was list naming. Just, yeah. <laughs> just for the hell of it. Just for the hell of it. And of course, COVID like came and like, squashed all of those like light vibes <laughs> during that year. Yeah, I was I was listening in 2020, and it was just like right as I'm getting ready to go and like start doing all the outward um events that I was planning. <laughs> COVID hit like literally the week that we were gonna do. We have this huge St. Patrick's Day parade here in my town. Like it's we have like 200,000 people descend on our tiny little town, and I was I had, was in the parade. I was gonna be handing out stuff, and it was like this is gonna be so amazing, <laughs> and then COVID shut it all oh, down. Oh no, parade, no parade, and so I was like how do I keep the vibe light? It it did not work. (laughs) That was tough because mass consciousness right then was really
1: rough. Yeah. Oh,
0: right. It was, it was an interesting year to say the least. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you mentioned um, about how the, how is not our responsibility and that's something that I talk about as well, either in the podcast or my courses. So, what do you, what kind of advice do you give to authors when they're really like digging their heels into the how, like, do you have other than the, obviously the lightening up that we've just talked about, do you have anything else, any other tips or tricks to help them get out of their head a little bit?
1: I mean, so I like to say to trust your gut. So like, if you got like the how will show up for you, right? So if, if you got a nudge to do something, that means you should do it right away. Like if you get the, like, and those nudges are usually like those downloads that come like, you know, when you're in the shower or when you're on your walk or driving or like, um, and those are the things that are money. Like when yeah. you get that down on like, oh, I should post my book in such and such group. Like if you, if you, if that just showed up in your mind and you didn't create it for, out of like this logical step of, I'm going to post here, here and here. But if you just like dropped in, follow it. Cause that's money right there. Right?
0: That is so good. Oh, yeah. I love
1: that. So like, if those are the hows to worry, like those are the hows to worry about. And then the rest, you just show all you. So that's just you showing up to the universe. Like that's the universe trying to help you direct you. And then you just show up action. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Inspired action. Exactly. I
0: love that. I I think that those are the funnest ones to dig into too. And to kind of like play around with when they do happen, because all of a sudden you're just more energetic about it and more excited about doing the thing. And there's, there's a completely different energy to when you have those inspired actions drop into your head, (laughs) than than like you said, when you're efforting it, and trying to figure out that like, okay, point B needs to point D to wait, wait, how does this work? <laughs> you know, doing all, doing all that stuff.
1: Right. Totally. And also I think it, so then there's like the trust piece that, and that's, it can be the hardest again, it's in the let yeah. it be, but it's like, I have one coach who says like, you don't call a restaurant and make your reservation and then call back every 15 minutes to make sure they
0: have it. That's true. Like, you you
1: that's set great. your intent. The universe heard you. Now you get out of the way to make it. Yes. Yeah. Or you show up for inspired action, but you don't have to control.
0: I love that analogy. That's super cool. That's like, yeah. it's like the Abraham Hicks thing where it's the ask and it's given, but it's yes. in a context that makes it so much more relatable. That's so cool. Yeah. Like it's
1: already on its way. It's art. You can trust. It's done. It's, it's done. Yeah. Chill out, relax, it's done. Exactly.
0: <laughs> show up at eight. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's so cool. Okay, so I've had Megan Linsky and Alicia Radis on the podcast, and we've obviously talked about "Right to Riches" and them being a case study in your book. Do you have a particular case study that was the thing that stood out the most when you were putting your book together?
1: I mean, I loved all of the case studies, but one of my favorites was um, Lee James, and she talked about she wanted to hit the USA Today list, and so she had been doing a, a journal exercise process where you write, I think, ten things you're grateful for 10 things you've already manifested, I think maybe to give you confidence in that. And then I forget what the exact process was. Anyway, she was writing. So it was like every day then she would write like that she wanted to be a US. And then, so then it's like what you want to manifest. It's like what you have manifested, what you want to manifest, what you're grateful for, I think maybe. So every day she was writing for a month that she wanted to hit the USA Today list. And then, you know, just that notebook got filled. She put it away. She was on to the next month, which was a different intention. And in the meantime, she went wide from KU. And so she was loading her books onto Radish and Kiss and while she was you, know, you have to break them up to put them up there so she had to reread and she was rereading this old book of like a pen name that she'd almost dropped like she'd already like shut down the website for it like she wasn't even writing actively in that and as she read it she like fell back in love with her book and she it. was like this book was so good and it did really well in KU when it was in KU and you know I bet if it had been wide at the time it would have hit the list like it was very popular five years ago you know no thought of like, I'm going to try to hit the list with it now. Like it was, you know, it's, it was a had-been, right? It was an old book. She's putting it on Radish. Well, I don't know, a month or two later, all of a sudden she's getting bombarded with like emails, messages about this book. She can't figure out, she's thinking she's being targeted by some kind of bot. <laughs> oh, right? no. like, right. She's like, what happened? You know? And then she realizes that Kiss, the app has been advertising their app using her book. How cool. And she sold 9,000 books in one week. What? (laughs) Hit the list two weeks in a row. That's
0: amazing.
1: I know. And I just love that story because, you know, she didn't, she didn't, she didn't manufacture that. Like she didn't engineer that. Like she just set the intention and loved her book and the rest just the universe took care of.
0: That is so great, especially for all of us out there who have been like trying, you know, you get, get in a box set or you try to do it a certain way, the other way, or you, you're, they're all the efforting trying to do the thing. And then here she is just, this is what i love. And then just keeps, lets that go. lets it be. <laughs> and yes. it comes in anyway. Yes. I love that.
1: Yeah. That and is- I think the loving your book too, like that's in my book, that's step three. And that's like, she, cause she was loving on her book as she read it. Right. Yep. She set that out like, this book is great. It deserves USA Today. Not thinking it's going to hit, but just, I love it so much. It deserves it. And it, it got it.
0: Yep. Oh, that is so cool. <laughs> so speaking of love your books, I have to say, or, yeah, that's your step. But in there, you have a meditation that goes along with that. And I thought that was one of my favorite things to like sit and kind of play around with mentally and think about. Would you be able to describe a little bit about how the meditation works and what inspired like the actual meditation itself?
1: Well, I think that is like, love is kind of a, it's a fuel, right? For oh, it's yeah. a pow- it can power our dreams. Right. And so I always, like, I used to say, even like long before I wrote that book, like if someone say, what advice do you have? And I would just say, love your books. Because when you're in that state of love, you're going to be marketing from a very different place than when you're in the state of lack.
0: Yes. Right? yes. When
1: you're in the state of lack, you're like chasing the sales. You're like chasing the reader's. You have and then people get that like desperate energy from you and they're like, I don't know, you're probably not good enough because you're sending out the not good enough energy. And so they're like, I don't know if I'll take a chance on that book. Right. And when you're in the state of love for your book, you're like, I this book is amazing. I just want people to read it. Then you're an an invitation. Yeah. Then you're marketing as an invitation. You're like, I love this passage. I'm gonna share this passage on social media. And then everyone else is gonna love it too, because you loved it. It's got that energy embedded in it. Yeah. And so like when you when you think about marketing your books from the space of love, it's a completely different energy than when you're trying to sell books.
0: Oh yeah, for right? sure. But you do sell like love <laughs> does sell the books, right? Yeah, it, it has such a different vibe too. I remember when when I was originally writing, and I was I started out blogging because because for me it was like I just knew I had to like start writing, and my best friend was like, just blog. Why don't you start a blog? You know. So I started blogging in like when I look back at the, the post from the very beginning, when I first realized how much I love writing, there's a, there is a palpable energy in the, the words themselves. Like you can feel the difference between when you're efforting that, that particular blog versus when it's just an inspired love flowing through you kind of thing. And totally. it's just, it's so, it's so true that people can pick up on that, whether they, they mean to or not, they're picking up on that energy.
1: Yes, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I can't, I like, I don't even know if it'd be like something like if you actually make different, I think you do actually make different choices when you're coming from a space of love, but I do think it's also possible to do the same exact thing from a space of lack and a space of love and have them react to the loved one.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think you're right. So how about that meditation? How does that work? If, are you okay sharing a little bit about how it works for people who are interested in, in understanding the love your books process that you have in there?
1: Absolutely, I'm trying to remember what it is. I'm like, <laughs> did I have it? Let's see. So I'm assuming probably it was like calling in your higher self, expanding out in every direction, and then you bring in the energy of your book into your higher self energy. Yeah, does that sound right? Yep, yep. <laughs> I'm like I'm guessing that's what I did. And so, and yeah, if so you that don't that know anymore. for sure,
0: guys, go look at book. Go read the book. Check it out. <laughs> awesome.
1: I'm like, oh, I should, I should maybe make a a post with that. It would be a good. Or like a short little social media post or something that has to guide. It's so good.
0: I love it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so then you can like, you're like communing in the energy of your book. You're bathing it in love. And then that love like makes it grow. Then you can ask it if it needs anything from you. Like it might, like if you're, if you have a new release, you're calling your book in and then you can, and you're communing with it. And you could say like, what do you need? Usually my book will say, just love me. Yeah. But sometimes it'll say like, Facebook ads, or, you know, sometimes I'll get like something specific, like post in this group or, you know, lower my price or, you know, whatever it is. Like put me, do a book club or something. But a lot of times it's just love me, you know?
0: Yeah. That is so cool because I don't think a lot of authors think to stop and and really ask themselves what, what their book needs or what even they need as an author, like what kind of energies are they looking to call in right now? I think sometimes we are just functioning so much in like the to-do list because we get, I mean, we're stacked with all the things that we have to do as indie authors, so it's like we're constantly in that reactive kind of mode, and we're not, you know, pulling in our intuition and really calling in what needs to happen versus what we think needs to happen. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool.
1: I think to love is free, right? So if you're like, oh, I don't have the money to market my book, like, hey, you got the love.
0: Yes, exactly. Well, and that's that it's so powerful. Like, again, I, I like Abraham Hicks. I love the way that they teach. And so I love that they're they're constantly talking about like the person who is more in tune, tapped in, turned on to the, who they truly are, are more powerful than anyone who's not. And so if that is what you are, if that's who you're embodying, you're going to be that magnet for all of those good things to come to you, whether you have the money or you don't. And so it's it's such a powerful engine such a powerful magnet for all the things that you want as long as you can get back into the core of who you are instead of focusing on all the things you're not
1: (laughs) totally yeah totally cool love that
0: so who who has been your major inspirations when it comes to trying to level up your manifestation abundance mindset and things like that who do you love
1: i love i mean i did originally start with abraham hicks for sure and then I like like Joe Dispenza's work. Yeah. Um, he's a little more, sci- I'm not super sciency, but if you are sciency, you know, he's got the science behind it.
0: Yep. Um, Mel Robbins yeah. kind of does that as well. She, she's really yeah, good Yes, so I've that. heard
1: that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, I love like Gabby. Bernstein. Bernstein, the universe has your back. Yes. Or Jem you know um, you're a badass at making money. Yep. <laughs> I like Mike Dooley playing the Matrix.
0: Yes. great. I have not um, read it, but I've heard it. I've heard of it. And so I have to definitely get that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. And I'm skipping one. Oh, of course, um, Denise Duffield Thomas. I like all of yes. her books.
0: Oh, me too. I, I yeah. love her laid back approach to everything where it's, Damn. it kind of goes back to that, like, let it come to you. Just chill out a little bit.
1: <laughs> right. Because I'm, I'm like the overdoer. So like that yep. chillpreneur book, which is now called Chill and Prosper, was like, I loved it. That was, that's my favorite because that's probably the
0: one I needed most, you know? Right. Yeah. It's the permission to just chill out. I agree yes. Yes. because it's so many of us, we, we have, I wonder if we're all kind of that, like super high achievers, us writer people. <laughs> it's like we, we right. want to like do all the things and we want to do them all correctly, but it's, it has gotten to be such an out of control career almost that if you're not careful, it's like, you're just hamster wheeling it all the time because you don't know yeah which things are actually being beneficial, which things are not. And oh, there were many years where I was definitely way too crazy off the (laughs) the deep end of it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. And even like, you know, I may preach letting it be, but like I'm still overworked. And so I was sort of hitting like a little, you know, I don't even like, I don't like to give names because I don't like to solidify things, but like some might call it breakout or writer's block or, you know. And so like this last weekend, I was like, and it's like hard for me to like say it out loud but I want it because I'm afraid someone will hold me to it which is of course what I need. But I am officially now taking Sundays off. Nice. It works. I'm
0: having no Yeah. And so you should see me this Sunday. I was like, "Oh, what do I do now? <laughs> what do I do with myself?" My husband it and was... I we did the same thing. We had awesome. two days for our, our anniversary last year where my mom took the kids and we literally sat on the couch and just like napped because I was like what what do we do with ourselves now?
1: Right? It's so different. Yeah. And I, the urge to like go back upstairs and start working. Like, I mean, I had to resist it like five times.
0: Yeah. It's that momentum thing. It just keeps you going. And all of a sudden you're like, what do I do with this? And uh, that object emotion stays in motion.
1: Yeah. And we have this, you know, this habit that, and like, this is a comfortable, like sitting in this chair in front of this desk is a comfortable place for me to be. So then it was like, Oh, now I'm out of my comfort. Like,
0: well, it's so interesting that you're saying that you're trying to take more time off and everything, because I think a lot of authors right now, Um, I talked about on the podcast this past week where like, there's so many of us, I don't know if it's partially because of the fact that Mercury retrograde went over the new year, or if it's just, maybe it's been more overcast, but there's like this, this overwhelming feeling of resistance to like move forward with certain things. Even if normally on new years, you would be super excited to go super excited to do all these fun things this year just feels a little bit more stuck. And so, um, yeah. So it's like, is it seasonal depression or is it resistance? And so I had that kind of conversation. Are you feeling a little bit of that too? It sounds like maybe you you have where you're like hitting up against a wall and you're trying to figure out the best way to get around it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I just was like, I'm one of those people where I, I mean, I, I do say time and space is an illusion, right? Mm -hmm. And so that means I tend to think time and space doesn't exist for me. So then I'm like, I, I'm stacking, like I'm supposed to be doing all these things at once. Sure. And I usually can get them all done, but I think like between the holidays and, you know, I'm running the, my eight week right to riches course right now. And it's the first time I've run it. So I'm creating all the materials for it. And then I had a deadline for a book and I just, the book wasn't, there was just like, I was, there wasn't, you know, that usually you have that active rich imagination going. It just wasn't yeah. happening. Yep. Yeah. And then I was like, because you're not making enough space
0: for it. Right? For sure. Yeah. I know. I, I have that same vibe. And it's it's that weird push-pull energy where you're, I, I don't know if you've discovered this when you're doing your courses too, where it's like, on one hand, I, I will teeter-totter. It's like, my books will be like the big thing where it's like, it's consuming all of my mind, all of my creative energy. It's it's calling to me, it's doing the thing. And then I'll flip back to the courses for a while or calling in more of the the different types of offers that I can help the indie author community with. And then my PA is over here like, Hey, come back to the books. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that's right. I got to go back. Oh, yeah, back. to right. Totally. Looks <laughs> like, it's, it's always this weird balancing act that I am not super great at keeping just yet. It's like, I'm still trying to find where that, where that feels. <laughs> Are you like, well, that?
1: And I, I think you can trust that you'll get called to what needs you at the right moment, right? Like if you're called one way, it's, there's an energy there. And then you get, I think, you know, I think following the flow
0: works. For sure. Well, and I think sometimes you, you almost get, um, at least for me, I don't like doing the same exact thing over and over. And so being able to go sure. back and forth, it has like this um, ebb and flow vibe to it for me. At least that's how, it, that's how I see it in my head. Or sure. so it, it's like this just nice change of pace every once in a while when I'm doing one thing, then I can work on something that's a completely different part of my brain and energy and whatever. And so it's, it's fulfilling different parts of me, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, I like that. It's, it's been fun so far.
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: So if people are interested in getting your book of finding out all of like, you're a very prolific romance author. So finding any of your books in romance or joining your course, how do they go about doing all of those things and getting involved? Yeah. So
1: for my Renee Rose books are on reneroseromance.com and I have a store now. Very hey. excited. I've got some direct, direct store if you like, and then write the right to com. It's right, write W R I T E. And then the number two, and then riches.com. Um, and there's also a Facebook group called author abundance central. I love it. Super fun.
0: Yeah. And that's actually yeah. where I found you originally. And it was so funny because I didn't realize, like, I was just looking for like the tribe, like the people who are like in this vibe. And so when I found it, I was so excited to be there and like see things and like, Oh, it was just so cool. And I'm so glad that you started that group. It was just, it, it it still is not was still is such an amazing group of people and so many fun individuals who are like-minded and who have that same like high vibe, wanting to do this thing, wanting to manifest, wanting to bring in abundance. It's so cool. I love yes. that group. You've cultivated an amazing crew of people and community in that yeah, group. very
1: safe space, like yes. supportive. Yeah. I really like it too.
0: It's so great.
1: Yes. And then we have a new group, which is uh, it was a new, yeah. It hasn't. It's um, still getting formed, but it's on there. You can look for it. It's called Money Magic. Yay. So, and that is for like the monthly membership, and so it's beyond just writers. It's like for creators. So, it's oh, awesome. Yeah. So it's called Money Magic. And so,
0: how does that work then? Wow. You so want to we have,
1: it? Sure. We have a monthly membership, which is like one call a month, where um, we look at like unblocking, igniting, which is like the you know the asking, and then receiving, and then there's like a library of resources of the past calls and other like quick start guides and stuff. And so it's just thirty nine dollars a month and it's open right. So we started with authors, but we're now opening it up to like other artists or creators or, you know, business
0: women or men sure. Or whoever, you know. Yeah, whoever, whoever has this like desire. That's so cool. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. I did not know that you guys were doing that just yet. I mean, I I think I saw something in the group about the the money magic where it was just an image. Yes. I haven't had the chance to spend a whole lot of time on Facebook. So I saw like I saw it when I scrolled. I was like, ooh, that's really cool. But it kept going. And so oh that's thank you for describing that. That was awesome. Yeah, it's still thing. we're still getting like a the packaging built out. But yes. Yeah. The branding takes a while, doesn't it? It's just like right, right. <laughs> it's such such an experience. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, Renee, thank you so much for being on the Author Revolution podcast. I'm so glad that you were able to come here. I'm looking forward to speaking with you at Inker's Con in June. Yes, i right? Yes, June. Yes. That's going to be so amazing. And I'm just, I'm so glad that you're in our sphere, in my sphere, and I've gotten the chance to meet you even virtually for right now, but in person soon.
1: <laughs> yes, all right. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure.
0: Didn't I tell you Renee is amazing? Well, if our conversation didn't do it enough for you, obviously you're going to need to get her book because Right to Riches is such an incredible example Of what we can do as indie authors with our author career when we are being intentional and deliberate with how we want to bring in more abundance through our writing renee's seven steps are amazing and they will help you really reframe the way that you are looking at your author career and more specifically how you're looking at bringing in money through it so i definitely recommend that you get her book and if you want more of renee and i together I hope that you'll join us either in the online version or in the in-person version of InkersCon this year, 2023. We're doing a presentation together, and it's going to be obviously all about abundant author mindset of how to be able to get over those blocks and resistance, and then go on to incorporating and becoming the thing that you really want so that you can manifest it more quickly. So it's going to be a great talk. It's going to be You know, one of those things that you are not going to probably find anywhere else because we're even going to include a meditation in the middle of it. It's going to be really cool. So definitely join us for that at InkersCon online version or in person. Hopefully I get to see you. It would be amazing. Come say hi if you're there, by the way, like go, oh my gosh, I listened to this podcast episode because yes, we podcasters who are also writers, who are also teachers, we love to hear that too. We really do. So definitely come and stop and say hi to both of us. We would love to hear from you. Now, in the meantime, if you are wanting more abundance, if you're wanting more, you know, law of attraction and manifestation in your life, I hope you'll either check out Renee's amazing membership, or you can always go over and check out like if you missed the Abundant Author Activation Masterclass, I'm in the process of getting the sales page up and running for that. So you can always join that as well. So you can get the replay and some meditations and Tammy's hypnosis session there. There's all sorts of ways now where we in the authors can start to incorporate this abundance mindset into our daily life. The more that we incorporate it, the more that we take on and learn from teachers like Renee or myself or Denise Duffield Thomas or Amanda Francis or whoever, Abraham Hicks, the more you incorporate it into your life and into your day and and keep reminding yourself of it, the more you're going to be changing your neural pathways, the more it's going to concretize in your brain to the point where then old patterns, old things that you had once believed were possible or weren't possible start to shift. So I definitely encourage you to check out Renee's stuff. Check out more of any kind of mindset work, whether it's You know, my own or someone else's, dig into what you can in order to elevate who you are and who you want to become. We authors are like the trendsetters when it comes to showing what's possible. We are the visionaries. We see things and write them down that don't exist, right? Until we do it. And so embrace that, allow that to be your guiding force, and keep working on yourself and leveling up however you feel called to do it, okay? All right. Well, I myself am so excited because now I get to do some more writing now that the whole launch work for uh, Millionaire Author Manifestation is done. So I'm going to be going out heading back into my rom-com writing, which I'm pretty excited about. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun day. I'm super excited. I'm loving on my book. As Renee said, I am loving on this new fun book. (laughs) So I hope you will do the same. Go forth and start your author revolution.